Aloha. What is up, Penn Nation? You are now tuned in to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Jay Kinch, Big Kinch, and we have another kick-ass show lined up for you folks this evening. BJPenn.com Radio, normally I would say that we're we're live each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. However, past few weeks, it's been Thursday. Past two weeks, it's been 9 p.m. So let's just say this. BJPenn.com Radio is live each and every week. And we continue to bring you guys the best possible guests, best possible conversations as well. We are the fighter's voice. What we're all about here is giving these athletes a platform to speak their hearts and minds without bias. Get what's off their chest. Keep it real. And talk about the sport that we all love in mixed martial arts. We're also the voice of you guys, the fans. And quite frankly, Penn Nation, if it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't keep this thing rolling. We greatly appreciate the patronage. We love you guys. Big mahalo. Tonight's lineup, another great one. But before we get into that, like I tell you guys each and every week, ad nauseum, redundance, you know what I'm going to say. When it comes to MMA news, your home is BJPenn.com. Bookmark us, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Stay up to date on all the latest and greatest and the sport that we love in mixed martial arts. Hot topics, breaking news, viral videos, exclusive content, technique videos from some of the best athletes in the business in their respective combat sport. Tons of content. bjpen.com, we have everything that you crave all in one place. We're the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. All of you guys make that possible. Can't thank you enough from the bottom of our heart. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Set up alerts. Notifications. Get a text when we drop some news on Twitter. Stay up to date. Like I said, on the sport that we all love in mixed martial arts. So tonight's guest list, three guests from all across the globe. First up, coming up at uh, around 9.15, UFC lightweight, powerhouse, a slugger, a badass, a guy on a five-fight win streak, Mirabak Tysimov. Like I said, the guy's a powerhouse, he's a slugger, five-fight win streak, This Russian-born Austrian is going to take on Evan Dunham, a name that many fans uh, know, are familiar with, veteran of the UFC, product of Extreme Couture, ranked number 15 in the world at 155. Mayor Baktaisimov gets the fight with a ranked guy, something that he's been campaigning for for quite some time now. But visa issues have gotten in the way of his career. I interviewed him yesterday. Uh, I know that MMA Fighting has since released an interview, uh, quotes from an interview uh, that they had with him. Um, so maybe maybe some of it is, is repetitive. But nonetheless, great conversation with the guy. With all this visa stuff behind him, 
finally getting a fight at UFC 223 in Brooklyn, New York. You can imagine he's pretty stoked at this point. Against a guy like Evan Dunham. Durable guy. Like I said, veteran of the sport. Merbeck's pumped for this fight. We're going to get his breakdown of the matchup. We're going to talk about the visa issues. What that has meant for his career so far. His inability to fight. I mean... I want to say in the past three years, he's maybe fought three times. I want to say he fought twice in 2015, once in 2016, once in 2017. That's pretty rough for a guy that wants to be the champion. But now with all of this behind him, he looks ahead at his opponent, Evan Dunham, as a stepping stone to get into that top 15 and get those big fights that will lead him to that title. He believes he'll be he'll be fighting for the title or at least in contendership status by the end of the year. Definitely possible uh again with with all of this stuff behind him he can compete in the US and uh I mean he he's been basically stuck competing in Europe. But nonetheless, great conversation with Merbeck. I know you guys will enjoy it. Our second guest of the evening. Aussie fighter, former rugby player. We've had him on the show many times. Well, maybe not many times, but a few. He's got a big fight against Jeremy Kennedy coming up at UFC 222 in Perth, Australia. Of course, I'm talking about Alexander Volkanovsky. We'll be breaking down the fight with Jeremy Kennedy. This was a guy he was supposed to fight in his last outing, however, Jeremy was forced to pull out. Uh, we'll get his take on the matchup, of course. Talk about the division, where he stands in that division. Uh, if this is a fight that will propel him, uh, maybe not into the rankings, but into a fight with a ranked guy uh, that will put him in pretty much the same position as as uh, Merbeck Tysimov. Always a great conversation with Alex. Very cool guy. Always a pleasure to speak with him. Um, I know you guys will enjoy that conversation as well. And then wrapping things up for the evening. We had him on the show maybe two weeks ago. I I, I want to say it was the YouTube live debut for BJPenn.com radio. Team Alpha Male trained number four featherweight in the UFC. Josh Emmett. Now, when Josh was on the show a few weeks ago, he broke the news that he would not, or, I'm sorry, he broke the news that Brian Ortega had turned down a fight against him to headline the card at Orlando UFC on Fox 28. Since then, about a week later, it was announced that Josh will now be taking on Jeremy Stevens. Headlining that card in Orlando. You're going to hear us talk about this, but the stars really are aligning for this guy. Coming off of that sensational knockout over Ricardo Lamas. Now facing off against a guy that has fought the who's who of lightweight. And at this point, pretty much the who's who of featherweight as well. Jeremy Stevens. 
Huge opportunity for Josh Emmett at this point. Uh, We're going to break down the fight. We're going to talk about the timetable of the fight being made, what he thinks of the matchup, whether he thinks this is a tougher fight than Brian Ortega. And if he believes that this is a title eliminator to challenge the winner of Frankie Edgar and Max Holloway. All that and much more. BJPenn.com radio. Three great guests, as always. Well, maybe not as always with the number three, but we always bring you guys some great guests and awesome conversations. Kicking things off, Mirabek Tysimov, followed by Alexander Volkanovsky, wrapping things up with Josh Emmett. Another great show. Pleasure to be here. Episode 67. Love you guys, Penn Nation. So let's get into some news. Actually, you know what? Screw that. Let's not get into some news. Let's talk about UFC 220. Went down in Boston. Of course I was there. Amazing card. Quite frankly, I didn't even get there until the main... uh, It was the last prelim, I want to say. And then I was there for the remainder of the card. Great fights. Awesome stuff. Before I talk about the winners and the losers... I got to say a couple things. First off, the Croatians came out in droves in Boston for Stipe Miocic. I took a video of it. We were on the escalators going up, of course. Uh, you know, uh, Kinch is uh, not in financial standings to, to be sitting cage side. And unfortunately, BJPenn.com, we don't get credentials yet. Although we will, mark my words. Big thanks for BJPenn.com. Listen, seriously though, going up the escalator, I want to say a crowd of maybe 50 Croatians all singing, the cops in the hallways telling them, listen guys, you got to move. It reminded me of the Irish with Connor, quite frankly. Not as many, but Croatians definitely showed up for Stipe Miocic. Second thing before we talk about the winners and losers Mentioning Conor McGregor there. He really did change the game, guys. I have been to four fights at the TD Garden in Boston. The four times the UFC has been there. UFC 118. BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, UFC on Fox Sports won the first one. Chael Sonnen Shogun. Conor McGregor versus Dennis Seaver. And now UFC 220. In all of those times that I've been there. Now, Conor McGregor fought Dennis Seaver on the same night that the Patriots won the AFC Championship that year. He almost sold out that entire crowd. I mean, it it was pretty packed, but it wasn't shoulder-to-shoulder packed. And this was before he even had the title. The first title. Right? Okay. Our own BJ Penn. That was pretty packed. Two titles on the line, if I'm not mistaken. It was uh, BJ. What was the other title fight? I might be wrong. But Randy Couture fought James Toney. Same card. Nate Diaz, Marcus Davis. That was pretty packed. UFC on Fox Sports 1, Shogun versus Chael. That wasn't as packed as UFC 118. Or Connor versus Seaver, but nonetheless, pretty packed crowd. 
Okay, now fast forward to UFC 220 last weekend. I was freaking elbow to elbow with people in these seats. I could not believe it. I mean, to spread out, we had to move over to, uh, you know, a section that had some obstruction of view just so we could sit comfortably. I was blown away at how packed that arena was. Whether that's the Connor factor, that that's personally what I think it is, is that Connor has brought so many people into the sport, so many new fans, a new generation of fans for that matter. I mean, this really is the fastest growing sport. Even a place that the UFC has been three times before. I mean, sure, there was two title fights on the line, the heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, but still. How many guys, how many casual fans really know who Volkan Ozdemir is? How many casual fans really know who Francis Ngannou is? And this place was sold out. I really think that is the Connor effect. To be honest. Awesome show. Crowd was crazy. And (laughs) real quick before I move on. My buddies that I went with, they can they can attest to this. There was some girl, clearly a, a brand new casual fan, sitting behind us. I think she had met her, bet her date or her boyfriend, whoever the guy was, a hundred dollars. That oh god, the, the the fighters' names are escaping me, but she was betting that one guy was going to win by head kick, knockout. And until we moved, I had to listen to some chick yell, kick him in the face, probably about 50 times. My goodness. Listen, I love all the fans joining the sport, but some of you are very frustrating, (laughs) to say the least. Anyway, great card. First, let's talk about Rob Font. Huge win. Beautiful knockout. Crowd went crazy. Calvin Qatar, same thing. I know I'm missing a fight here. But anyway, the co-main event. I think Volkan Ozdemir did very well in the first round. I was noticing that when when DC was was bobbing his head, I want to say left. To throw the overhand right. Or maybe it was... Um, I'm trying to think of where I was saying. Either way. DC was was ducking to a, uh, one direction. And Volkan was popping him with the straight perfectly. E- almost every time. In the first round. Second round, of course. DC had his way. Uh, mounted crucifix. And, it's, and Volkan really had nothing for him. Unfortunately. Um... It's got to be very frustrating to be on the bottom with an Olympic-level grappler, wrestler like DC with you in a mounted crucifix. And every time, you know, DC was making those little adjustments every single time that Volkan went to sneak his arm out from one direction. DC was right there trapping it, whether whether it be the knee or the foot. Very beautiful stuff. Uh, Gets the title back officially, emotional in the octagon. Hats off to DC. And don't count out Volkan, guys. He'll be back. I have no doubt. And of course, in the main event, everybody's saying hype train derailed. 
so on and so forth. Listen, yes, Francis Ngannou is a killer, but I think any of us that knew anything about mixed martial arts knew that Stipe Miocic is one tall task for anybody in the division, never mind a guy who has got a bunch of knockouts but has not really been tested or taken into deep waters. Stipe showed why he is the champ. Claims claims the fame of being the greatest of all time in the heavyweight division. And now we're looking forward as to what's next for him. Um, you know, Ngannou has had some success. Really battered Stipe. Uh, but man, I mean, he looked like a fish out of water there. Stipe hanging on him. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you got no wrestling? Or not enough to handle a guy like Stipe Miocic. Like I said, though, looking forward now, probably have the fight with Kane. Everybody's talking about DC moving up to, to fight Stipe. Either one of those I'm interested in, although I'd rather see him fight Kane. Um, and we know Ngannou will be back as well. All around great card. I was pumped. Boston gets down, baby. We love that muddy water. Anyway, listen, guys, I have rambled on enough. Let's get into this shit. BJPenn.com radio, episode 67. Coming up first, Mirabek Tysimov. Great conversation. We are the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Like I said, coming up next, Mirabek Tysimov. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show, lightweight powerhouse, surging, soon-to-be contender, I have no doubt. Of course, I'm talking about Mirabek Tysimov. Mirabek, what's going on, man? How has your new year been so far? Hey, what's up? Everything good, man. How are you? Not bad. I can't complain, man. How has uh, your new year been so far? Everything good, man. Everything good. Very good. So, listen, uh, before we get into the exciting matchup that, that was just announced for UFC 223... Uh, talk to me a little bit about this long layoff you've had. You know, I'm, uh, you know, the all my career, uh, you know, holding the visa excuses. Yeah, but now uh, I hope I will get my visa because we've seen lawyers are working uh, on it, you know, and uh, they said a thousand percent they will make me visa. When I get my visa, I swear, I think I will fight every Saturday, man. Can't <laughs> wait for this boss. So it's been, a, it's been a real trouble for you to get the visa to come fight stateside. It's a little bit problem with my visa stuff, but very soon it will be uh, over. You know, I will get my visa and, you know, I will get to the USA and, yeah, can't wait for this, you know, to smash the people. Now, it must be incredibly frustrating for you to, to have to go through this and not being able to fight uh, as often as you'd like to. I mean, how close do you think you are to getting this visa issue resolved? And if you do, uh, we should definitely expect to see you competing much more than, than you have been. Yeah, in, you know, my lawyer say in, in, in two, three weeks, we have to get my, uh, so my visa, uh, in two, three weeks, I will get my visa, yeah, then we go to USA. <laughs> so, uh, after all this time, man, you must be very, very anxious to get back in there and step into competition. Yeah, I'm very excited to get back to the octagon, you know, right after my fight in September, I was like asking for another fight. 
but because of my visa, I cannot fight. You know, I have to all the time wait for, uh, you know, Europa shows. And in Europa, they have not so much uh, shows, you know. And that was uh, my problem that I'm not uh, active. I'm holding me every time in shape. I'm always in training, you know. Every time I'm in training and I worry to go even tomorrow, you know. But the uh, visa excuses make me a little bit problem, but we're so very good. So it's so it sounds like this stuff is is close to being all cleared up, and you'll be able to compete much more. And I'm, I know that the not only your fans, uh, but all the fans that 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 know of you will will be very excited to see you get back in there. So it was just announced April seventh, the UFC will be back in Brooklyn, uh, and uh, hopefully, if everything goes to plan here, you'll be fighting Evan Dunham. Uh, give us your thoughts on Evan as an opponent. You know, even Dunham is a, a touch opponent, you know, but I don't care about this stuff, yeah? It's, it's just another opponent, you know, and I will go there and do my work, you know. Can't wait to step into the octagon and fight this guy, yeah? I'm very happy that they give me, you know, I was, I, I, I was wishing, you know, to fight a top five guys, you know, because I deserve it. I have a five last fights, five knockouts, TKOs, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm ready to keep this way, yeah? Yeah, I, uh, obviously the the record and maybe a, a top five opponent. That's something I wanted to get to here in a moment. But um, when it comes to the matchup stylistically against you and Dunham, do you think he poses any interesting challenges for you? You know, he's he, he's now top fifteen rankings. Yeah, top. He's a uh, number fifteen. I'm very, you know, I'm sure that if I beat this guy, and I will beat this guy, inshallah. Yeah, I will be ranking. I don't know number. 12, number 11, if not top 10, yeah? And then I need anyone from top 10. Anyone, you know? And then one, two fights, I will be in top five. No, I think that most I think that most of the hardcore fans uh, that know of you understand that, that this has the potential to be a really great fight. Obviously, you come for the knockout. Evan being a very durable guy. Um, I'd imagine you're really looking forward to putting on a show for all the fans in Brooklyn. Yes, you know, even uh, you know all, you know, he have a big heart. He's a fighter, yeah. I respect all my respect to Dunheim, but I will give him a hard fight on this day, and I want to show, I want to shine, you know, in in Brooklyn. Now, you you were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, wanting a top five opponent there. You were originally campaigning for a fight with Anthony Pettis, and prior to that, you had been calling out uh, Donald Cerrone. Uh, are you happy with the booking against Evan Dunham? Yeah, you know, I, I respect Evan Dunham because he accepts the fact. Uh, the, the Anthony Pettis run away from me. You know, UFC asked them to fight me. He don't fight twice. Donald Cerrone, I know Donald Cerrone have a heart now, yeah? He was thinking he have to cut weight to that weight, you know? It will be hard for him. And, you know, he fight everyone. We know always Donald Cerrone. But this fight he didn't accept, you know? And he... He, he he comes from a knockout, you know, he moves his last time uh, with a TKO, but he knows that it's a hard fight for him because I have the power to knock anybody out in this division. Now, do you think that a fight with Pettis or maybe Cerrone is, is an eventuality? you think that it's just a matter of time before you get booked against one of those guys? No, you know, now I don't think about Cerrone. I don't think about, uh, uh, about uh, Pettis because I lose all my respect to these guys. I need now, uh, I have a fight now in, in Brooklyn against Dunham. Inshallah, I will smash Dunham and then we'll see who is next. Okay. 
Now, now you're talking about the rankings there. As you mentioned, Evan Dunham's uh, ranked number 15 in the lightweight division. With a big win over him, that should certainly at least put you in the place of 15. How many fights do you think you need uh, before you get into that maybe top two or three contender status to challenge for the title? Look, if I beat uh, Dunham, I will be in the top 15. Yeah, I was After my last fight, I was in the top 15, yeah? But now they kick me all, out from a top 15. Doesn't matter. I don't think so much about rankings. I need, a, you know, the, 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 the tough guys, yeah? Like uh, Al Alvarez, Puerier. I need these guys. I, I, this is just, uh, you know, uh, a fight what I need. I have to show Shane in uh, Brooklyn. And then after that, we see cannot stay and cannot hide the fighters from me, yeah? Then they have to give me top five, top ten guys. Now, do you think, I mean, if it wasn't for the visa issues, do you have any doubt that you would have at least challenged for the title or maybe even be the champion by now? Yeah, look, if, if I don't have a problem with a visa, if I'm not the, uh, the champion, I would be in the rankings two or three, but I would be in the top five, yeah? Because I deserve, I, anyone who they put in front of me, I just knocking these people out, yeah? And I'm ready to keep this way. Well, I have no doubt, man. We're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, also, on this card, headlining UFC 223, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, what's your take on that matchup, and who do you think wins? You know, I really hope that uh, Habib going to beat, uh, be, beat uh, uh, Ferguson, yeah? You know, Ferguson is a, a easy fight for anyone, yeah? But I think that Habib going to beat, uh, beat uh, Ferguson. If I tell, if, if something happened and Habib cannot make weight or if something happened, I will be ready even fighting for five rounds. Yeah, so you would you would totally be willing to, to step into that fight on short notice as a replacement for one of these guys if they get injured? If somebody gets injured, I will be there and I will fight. Now, what do you make of the situation with the interim belt? They're talking about stripping Conor McGregor. Uh, making Tony the, the official champion. Uh, what do you make of, of Conor being stripped? Do you think the UFC should do that at this point? You know, I think Conor McGregor did a good job. You know, Conor, we cannot speak about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is two-time champion in the UFC, yeah? Featherweight and lightweight. He make a lot of money. He's chill his life, you know, and we stay here. Someone in Vienna, someone in Russia. We cannot speak about Conor McGregor. Forget Conor McGregor and fight, you know, we have a belt. Now we have this Ferguson. So I think real champion, if if you ask me, real champion is Conor McGregor. Nobody beat him in lightweight division, right? So Absolutely. if they want to be champion, they have to beat Conor McGregor. But Conor McGregor, you know, he has his life, you know, how he is, you know, he's chilling his life. But I think it will be fair if they give, uh, if he give back the t title and uh, and he let the Habib against Ferguson fight uh, for for real belt yeah and when he come back uh, champion yeah that, that, that's a good way to look at him man everything that he's accomplished and uh, all the money he's he's made it, it's really hard for anybody to trash the guy considering he's taking this layoff uh but you know you yeah. make a great point there if he would just relinquish the title and then come back and challenge for it when he's ready i think that would be a lot better for everybody in the division at this point yes i think the same i think the same all right man so listen um you know, you're talking about these guys. You say you'd be willing to step in on, on short notice to, to fight Ferguson or Khabib. 
you know, maybe in a few fights you get up to that contender status, a, a few big wins after this visa issue gets worked out, big win over Dunham. But uh, tell us, man, how do you think you match up with some of the, the upper echelon, the elite, at 155? I, I swear to God, you know, I think anybody in the top 10, I can beat them. I feel like this, yeah? If I, if I'm so sure that I can beat anyone. Put anyone in front of me. I will show them, you know, I will show them that, that I can be the champion and I will be champion. So do, do you think if, if, if everything works out, you get the win over Dunham in April, uh, realistically, how, how soon do you think you could, could be competing for the title? I think I, if I beat uh, even Dunham, they give me one from top five, and then at two, three fights, I'm away from the title. Two, two three fights. So maybe early 2019, you think? Yeah, I have 2018. I want to be end of 2018. I want to be champion. So you, so you'd like to fight at least three times in 2018. Yeah, I will fight any, any fight they give me. I will fight. If no injuries, I fight anybody anytime. Yeah, and I want to make so much fights how I can. I'm not the big lightweight. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't have a problem with the 20 kilos, 20. So I don't make uh, weight in, a, in one week, two weeks, no problem for me. Alright, so so the weight isn't an issue for you, and at this point, it sounds like you're you're trying to make up for some lost time with all this visa stuff. What? One more? It, it sounds to me like you're trying to make up for lost time with all the visa issues of not being able to fight. Yeah, you know, this visa problem makes me so angry, you know, but what's happened is happened. You know, all the politics make problems for normal people. Yeah, i hopeful I will get that visa. I'm very hoping. I pray for that. Well, I'm certainly praying for you too, man. I'd definitely like to see you get back into competition. I know all the fans would as well. But listen, you've been more than generous with your time. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Uh, completely off topic, man. I saw you doing some pretty cool stuff in the wintertime, riding around on a tube. Tell us a little bit about that and, and, and some, of what, some of the stuff that you get into on your downtime. You know, I like I like true I like stuff. You know, like crazy stuff. You know, and and uh, and all this stuff in Chechnya. You know, you can do what you want. Is 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 one day. I hope you you guys gonna come over to Chechnya. I will show you some 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 places. Some some. No, we have a nice life in Chechnya. Yeah, it's many crazy things. <laughs> so it, you know, with the UFC, it seems to be kind of pivoting towards Europe at this point. Uh, you know, we see a lot of cards, more and more cards being booked there, more and more champions, or maybe not champions, but more and more uh, big names uh, coming from Europe. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and, and do you think uh, maybe at one point you could be one of the first European champions? You know, I tell you one thing. In in, 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 in Russia, in Bishnia, you know, we have so many talented guys. They are not, you know, they, these guys don't have uh, so big names, yeah, but anyone can give you hard fight i tell you because i i'm always i prepare myself in my uh you know in my gym in berku gym in, in in chechnya i train there and i know you know how how hard the guys train and you know very soon the the all guys will shine uh, in in ufc and will be many champions from our country now there's been a lot of talk about the ufc finally heading to russia uh, hopefully this year do you think that's a real likelihood at this point you know, it will be a big, amazing show. You know, I, I hear also that September will be a big show in, in Russia. And I really hope that I can fight in this show, yeah? Because we have a 
best friends on the world. We have, you know, in Russia, the old people know the sport and, you know, they follow, we've follow, you know, all all the fighting shows and they follow mixed martial arts and they love you. You will see, if they make the show, the stadium will be fully booked. Yeah, I have no doubt. And like you said, so many great competitors and athletes come from Russia in that, in that area as well. Um, but listen, getting back to the fight with Dunham, uh, should you get a big win over him, another knockout, what would be next for you? You know, do you have another opponent in mind, or uh, yeah, would you just I, take anybody in the top ten? Yeah, if I beat him, I want to fight Fury or you know, or uh, 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 Alvarez. I want to fight these guys. I want two, one of these two guys. I really want to fight this, you know, and 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 challenge myself against these two guys. But we'll see. First, I have to beat uh, Dunham, and then afterwards, who they put front of me next. All right, very good, man. Uh, so you said you'd like to compete maybe three times in 2018, hopefully be challenging for the belt uh, maybe early next year by the end of this year. I certainly think that that's realistic, assuming that you know you stay healthy, injury-free. Uh, I guess in conclusion, man, what's your prediction for the fight against uh, Evan Dunham? You know, against Evan Dunham, you uh, cannot wait you know, for this fight. When I get my visa and when I finally get to the USA in, in Brooklyn, you will see what the game I have for Evan Dunham. I already know how I'm going to fight this guy. All right, so you're confident you're going to get the finish one way or another. Yeah, you will see. I I don't want to speak before my fight, yeah? I don't want to speak, but let's wait for Brooklyn, April 7th. You will see how I shine there, inshallah. All right, man. No sleep till Brooklyn. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right brother listen you've been you've been more than generous with your time we greatly greatly appreciate it uh first time having you on the show it's been a pleasure hopefully we can have you on again soon when the fight draws a little closer uh before we let you go any shout outs you'd like to get in no i just want to say thank you and inshallah next time when you interview you're gonna interview the lightweight new champion <laughs> all right man well we're certainly looking forward to the fight april 7th in brooklyn ufc 223 uh, before, real quick, uh, tell everybody how they can find you on social media. What? One more time? Uh, to let everybody know how they can find you on social media. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in Instagram and, 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 and I'm in, uh, in, uh, in a Twitter, Tyson, uh, you know, uh, in my Twitter, I have Twitter and, 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 and Instagram. So uh, they can find this one. Okay, very good. Greatly appreciate the time yet again, my friend, and uh, looking forward to the fight on April 7th. Uh, we'll have to catch up again soon before that, brother. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. All right. You have a good night. You too, yeah. All right. So there you have it, folks. Great conversation with Mayor Beck. As you heard, it would appear that the visa issues are behind him. Time to stake his claim as the champ, as the number one contender, eventually get to that championship. Uh, very promising guy, like I said earlier in the broadcast, powerhouse at that weight class. Has a really tough and durable guy in front of him and Evan Dunham. But this will be a great measuring stick to see where uh, Mirbeck, uh sizes up the rest of the division. And assuming that he can you know, get three, four fights a year. You heard him talk about it. He wants to fight every freaking weekend. But 
assuming the visa issues are truly behind him, we'll see a lot more of him and, and what he's capable of. Very much looking forward to that fight in Brooklyn, UFC 223. Coming up next, we've had him on the show a few times. And also, Mosey, cool guy, great conversation as always, Alexander Volkanovsky. He's got a fight coming up, UFC 222 in Perth, Australia, against Jeremy Kennedy. This was a fight that was supposed to happen before, but has been rebooked for this card coming up on February 11th. We're going to break down the fight. We're going to talk about potential matchups moving forward, Alexander being a good guy against all these bad guys, and a whole lot more. BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, Alexander Volkanovsky. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show, surging featherweight in the UFC, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Alexander, what's going on, man? How has your 2018 been so far? Yeah, it's been good. You know, I've been fight camp all year, but I mean, there's no better way to start to start a year. You know, I'm always training, so that's just a part of it. So, uh, a few years, I didn't, didn't drink too much or didn't have too much uh, fun over the, the holidays, but it's still good, man. Nothing uh, I'd rather do than be working hard and getting ready for a fight. Well, it seems to be one of the struggles with uh, with fighter athletes. You know, you guys have to make a lot of sacrifices around the holidays in particular. So, um, you know, obviously, hard work pays off at the end of the day. Well, that's, yeah, that's definitely, yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it's a roller coaster. That's what I always try and tell people. You know, uh, MMA is like a roller coaster. You know, so many highs and lows and sacrifices. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's what's so good about it at the same time. So I love it, you know, and I wouldn't want any other job. You know, it's one of the best jobs in the world. Well, without a doubt, man. So we're we're just a couple of weeks away from uh, UFC 221 in Perth. Uh, it was announced, a, I want to say, about two weeks ago that you'll be taking on Jeremy Kennedy. First off, how has fight camp been so far? It's been really good. It's been really good. I've been, uh, you know, been uh, the last few weeks. I've been, you know, I was in New Zealand at City Kickboxing, and now I'm down Melbourne uh, at Absolute. MMA and a couple of gyms down here and it's just uh, it's been unreal I'm, I'm actually in really really good shape and I can't wait to put on a show you know Jeremy Kennedy is a tough guy I was meant to fight him last uh, last camp well last fight and uh, he got injured but uh, you know the matchmakers want to want this to happen so it's going down to the 11th now is this is, is this a kind of an instance of uh, having like almost two fight camps to prepare for a specific opponent yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a bit like that. But at the same time, early, you know, when I found out about his injury, I think it was uh, still three weeks ago. And usually, you know, four four weeks is where I, you know, four to three weeks, or even later sometimes is where I really fine tune for specifics and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm going to always try and train with guys that will, you know, even six weeks out or whatever it is, to sort of, uh, you know, resemble like who I'm fighting, like you know their style. But at the same time. I train with whoever I can, you know what I mean? I try and get as many rounds in as I can because, as I tell people as well, you know, who knows if he's going to get injured and then I'm fighting someone completely different anyway, and, and that was the case. But, uh, you know, um, I've had a full camp knowing that I'm fighting him and I know that he's fit and I know that, you know, he's a grinder 
So, you know, that was motivation for me to really get fit. So I'm in prime nick, and uh, I really highly doubt he's going to be able to grind me down. Well, I know that a lot of guys talk about, uh, you know, you can't necessarily so much train for what somebody else is going to do, but what, what you yourself are going to do in the fight. So game planning, while you while you do have to look at a sp- uh, opponent-specific strengths and weaknesses, at the end of the day, you know, you are correct. It's just about getting yourself ready to go out there and perform. Uh, but that being said, you know, tell us about uh, your opponent, Jeremy. Where do you think his strong suit is, and, and how do you think he's going to – what kind of a challenge do you think he's going to present to you on fight night? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a grinder. So they're they're really tough fights, you know, for anyone. You know what I mean? Especially uh, for your you know your technical strikers or, or you know you know people that are like that. Like your grinders, he's tough and he's just going to bring it. You know what I mean? That's a, a style. And a lot of people, you know, crumble under that sort of pressure and that grinding style. But you know, I'm I'm one of them type of fighters myself. And uh, to grind me down is going to be very very hard. I just think I'm a I'm a bad matchup for it. You know what I mean? I know what he's you know, he might think he's going to stand with me, but once uh, I land a couple of right hands, I'm sure he's going to, you know, stick to stick to what he, what he, you know, he's most comfortable, and that is to look for the shot. And even if he does get a takedown, you know, again, wrestling's one of my strongest points anyway, but if he was going to try and take me down, or if he did get me down, I'm very, very hard to control on the, on the bottom, and I will always end up getting back to my feet, and then he's got to worry about my hands again. So I just think I'm a really bad matchup for him, you know what I mean? They can grind me down as much as I want. I train with guys much bigger than him, probably stronger than him, and, you know, I do shark tanks with these types of guys day in, day out. So I don't think I'm going to be surprised with what he can show me. But at the same time, you know, knowing that he's a grinder, it's made me really prepare for, for this fight and make me really, really train hard. And, you know, when I was over there in NZ, we, well, maybe we got stuck into it. We are doing some of the hardest sessions I've probably ever done. So uh, I'm going to be in prime nick. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of guys say that, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life for this fight camp, but it sounds like that this really is the truth for you. This is the best shape of your fighting career so far throughout this fight camp. Yeah, well, I'm, well definitely in the UFC, that's for sure. I've had uh, some pretty bad runs in the in the UFC, like with sicknesses and just things like injuries and things like that. So, you know, this would definitely probably be the fittest I've ever been in one of my UFC fights. So I'm always really fit, that's uh, something that, is usually one of my, my, my strong suits, you know, my, my wrestling, sort of grappling and uh, grinding style as well. But um, this time, definitely. Like I said, over there in uh, NZ, they train hard there. And there's a lot of beast over there. And, mate, we really got stuck into it. So mentally, I'm, I can push for anything right now. So, uh, you know, as you said, a lot of people say that every fight. I say that every fight. But in this case, <laughs> it's, uh, it's legit. Right, right. Yeah. Well, now, last time we spoke, you'd said that, uh, you know, hopefully after a big win in your last fight, you were hoping to, to move up the rankings, possibly get a ranked opponent. Uh, give us your thoughts on this booking. You know, it's a rebooking, obviously, but but how happy are you with this matchup in regards to uh, progressing up the ladder towards the belt? Well, if this is going to shoot me through the ranks, like I always, as you said, I always, you know, pushing for these ranked opponents and things like that, and, you know... Uh, Sean Shelby, this is the fight he really wanted. That's why he's rebooked us. And you know, obviously after he got injured, and then I, you know, I won the fight. I was, you know, looking. I was wanted to move forward, but for me to move forward, I, you know, Sean Shelby thinks this is the right fight. We're both three and zero in the UFC. 
we're both ready for uh, top ranked, uh, you know, some ranked opponents, and that's sort of the, the direction uh, Sean wants us going. So obviously, it's the fight that he wants, and this is, if this is what's going to get me through these ranks, then then so be it. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the matchup. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, again, I'm I'm happy with the, with the, the style, even though he's a he's a grinder. I just think uh, that that just won't won't be enough for me. <clears throat> very good, very good. So it sounds to me like you're kind of looking at this as not so much a loser leaves town, but this is a big fight for you in regards to, to moving forward. You get past this guy, chances are they're going to book you against a ranked opponent. Definitely. I definitely think that's it. That's going to be four. And if I, if I win this, that's four wins in a row. You know, I haven't even lost a round yet. So, uh, you know, I've been dominating most of my opponents, so I'm sure they're going to want to give me a ranked opponent. You know, I just think that's... The only option after this, so and I'm pretty sure you know that's uh, I've been talking to my manager was talking to Sean Shelby, and that's pretty much what he was implying. So I definitely uh, think that's what's going to happen, and that's why I'm I'm happy with the matchup, and I'm, I can't wait, mate. Just you know, two weeks away, I'm pumped. I believe it. I believe it. Not to mention you get to perform in front of the hometown crowd yet again. Tell us a little bit about the excitement uh, building up there in regards to this card coming. Obviously, it took a big blow with Robert Whitaker. something I'll get to in a moment. But tell me about how excited you are to, to compete in front of the hometown fans again. Yeah, it's always, it's always good to fight in front of the home crowd. You know, the, the Aussies always uh, back their fighters. So I'm expecting a decent crowd. You know, I can't wait till. Uh, my Game of Thrones, our theme songs are roaring and everyone's getting into it. I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's always, always a, a good part of it, especially after after you fight. You know, I don't usually soak up the the. I do soak up the energy, but I don't really try and pay too much attention to the the crowd actually going in. But after, as soon as, as soon as the you know the fight's finished, I really embrace it and I love it. It's no better feeling, man. Honestly, there's no better feeling in the world than, uh, than hearing a crowd roar after after a good victory. So I can't wait for that. And, you know, again, you know, as, as I said with my, my walkout song, Game of Thrones, I had a, a few people have used the, the Game of Thrones theme song to walk out, but I think I'm the only fighter that's used it and won. So I'm looking <laughs> to do that again on February 11th. <laughs> no one's going to no get in for that thing. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, that's definitely a song that... Uh... Obviously, everybody across the world recognizes an interesting song to to walk out to. What, what what made you choose that? I mean, is it just a song that gets you pumped up, or does it put you in that that right state of mind? You know, considering how crazy that show is. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I'm a massive fan of uh, Game of Thrones, so I just yeah, absolutely love it, and it just gets me pumped. So I don't know, it's just sort of uh, you know, just sort of where. What happened, I guess, you know, it was just a, a song that I chose once and I absolutely loved it. I found a good remix to it and, yeah, it's just stuck ever since. It gets me pumped. I'm a massive Game of Thrones fan. That's actually something that I've uh, wanted to... That's a, you know, something I want to do. I'm hoping, you know, maybe get a good knockout and then see if I can get on a on an episode or something in the background. If they ever need a little uh, short <laughs> European-looking fella in the background, I'm more than happy to play a part. <laughs> well, I remember when there was all that talk of uh, Conor McGregor possibly making a cameo. The world went crazy. Uh, I'm sure you would obviously, as you're mentioning, you'd be more than happy to, to make some kind of cameo on the show. But uh, just to get stay off topic here for a moment on Game of Thrones, uh, who's your favorite character and uh, what do you think is going to happen next season? Oh, well, 
I'm all about the good guys. As I, as I said, you know, I want to take out these bad boys. So any of the good guys, you know, John, John Snow, uh, Tyrion Lannister. You know, I like, I like them all. Tyrion Lannister's a you know, short buck me, So if you need the if you need the double, chuck me in there. I'll be you know, I'll be stunt double. <laughs> Yeah, I know we've talked about it before. You are the good guy out here looking to smash the bad guys, uh, and you've definitely kept that persona so far. Um, but you know th- that that being said, so looking at Jeremy Kennedy, I mean, he seems to be a seems to be a nice guy. Do you do you feel any of that you know bad guy uh, feud going on there, or is this just another opponent that you respect? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. He's, uh, I think he, even when we uh, tried to uh, get this fight happening. He was trying to uh, sort of uh, play the bad guy. I remember when uh, the contracts weren't signed and he was trying to get that fight happening and he was going hashtag bad guy and all this sort of stuff. So he was trying to play the bad guy, but nah, he's, he's too nice, mate. He, that doesn't work. But he's saying that he's getting the fight that he wants and uh, I need to make him regret that come, uh, <laughs> come February 11th. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. If if it's not a genuine bad guy thing, we the fans tend to tend to see right through it. So I know what you mean there. Uh, but you know, we were talking about the card, the Australian fans, a uh, huge blow to the event when it, when the news broke that uh, Robert Whitaker would have to withdraw. Uh, what can you tell us about that? What was the reaction from you know the Aussie fans, everybody in camp, and uh, how do you think Robert's doing? Do, do you think that this uh, staff infection is uh, really that serious and and could potentially put his career in jeopardy? Yeah, well, it's you know, staff's a dangerous thing, isn't it? Like you know, I mean, it's a not something you really want to mess with and yeah, from, yeah what I heard about is that, you know internal all, all through his uh, stomach and all that sort of stuff and I don't know if that means he's got you know staff in his blood but I mean I know that's very very dangerous I've had some bad uh, staff in uh you know in my career as well so I remember when I had a MRSA and then that knocked me about real good you know I mean that was a uh, pretty dangerous I remember I had you know, nurses coming to my house every morning and night and, and stuff like that some serious stuff so Hopefully it gets better. You know, it is a bit of a blow to the to the card. You know, obviously the Perth crowd would absolutely love having the Rob defend his belt. But at the same time, you know, you got a uh, two stars are still in the main event, and you've got a you know a shitload of of Aussies, uh, Aussie fighters that are ready to put on the show. Yeah, the UFC doesn't doesn't make mistakes in that regard. The, you know, I know the rest of the card is stacked with plenty of homegrown talent, but uh, when that news broke, I mean, not only. Uh, a shame for Australian fans, but I know fans across the world really appreciate what Robert was able to do against Yoel Romero and would have loved to see him defend that title. But now Yoel Romero steps in to face Luke Rockhold. Uh, wh- who do you pick in that fight, and what do you think of that matchup? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I really, I think uh, uh, beats beats them both anyway. But I mean, uh, with this one coming up, man. I just don't know. I think Rockhold gets it, to be honest with you, unless he gets caught. I just think, uh, you know, uh, Luke Rockhold is going to get the win, to be honest with you. I believe that he is outside of Rob Whitaker. I think Luke Rockhold is uh, the best. You know, he got, he's been caught him, but I really think he's just played it, you know, a bit too... I wouldn't say he took it easy. Or he might have took it easy, but, you know, he's a pretty composed type of fighter. So, you know, he's a slow starter, but I don't think you know, he's going to be... You know, he's going to be prepared from the get-go for things to be thrown at him. So I don't think he's going to play it so cash against someone like Romero. So I think he's going to be on point for this fight, and I think uh, Luke Rowe gets get the win. Now, obviously, big matchup uh, for the division. 
uh, could steal the show. However, I have a feeling that, that you're going to be looking to steal this show and uh, maybe cash in on a big bonus. That's exactly right. You know, I say that every every time I'm looking for that finish, but in this case, I really am. As a, as a, with my last a few opponents, I knew, you know, going in there that I'm going to be a lot you know stronger than them, and my you know the grappling is probably going to be a bit better. Where in this case, I still feel that way, but I know that's his go-to, and you know, stand up. You know, I'm definitely looking to stand up and look for that finish. You know, I don't think anyone in the division could take my right hand if I landed clean. So. I'm ready to prove that, and uh, I've been calling for these 50G bonuses <laughs> even before my, my debut, but uh, I reckon I reckon we've got one coming. Well, I know we've talked about it in the past, you know, your your history with uh, rugby and the kind of athleticism that you bring to the table. When you look at the landscape of the division, I mean, do you see anybody that, that you think can compare to that level of athleticism that you bring to the table? Well, there's definitely a few, a few uh, sides. You know, we've got a stacked division. So uh, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the fighters. We're all good, but I just think I got everything. You know what I mean? I've got the press, I've got the fitness, I've got good, I've got good stand up, I've got good, uh, good uh, wrestling, good jujitsu, and uh, what's mostly important is I feel like I put it together better than better than anyone in the division. So uh, when it comes to really, really bringing MMA all in one, I, I feel like I might have, have that advantage there. And I think it's shown, you know, all them in between the, you know, where people, you know, you've got good jiu-jitsu guys, you've got good wrestlers or good strikers, but how do they put it together? And, you know, and I know I put it together really well. And I'm, really, I'm getting better day by day. I'm getting smarter and smarter. I'm getting more composing there every time. People forget that I'm still, I'm still new to this sport. You know, I've only been doing this probably six years, which I don't know if that's long, but compared to some of these fighters, they've been doing the whole life. You know, as you said, I was rugby league player. You know, that made me tough and all this sort of stuff that I'm still new to the sport and I'm getting better every, every day. So you're going to see improvements every time I get out there, especially with good camps. Like I said, the last, last few fights, I've had some pretty bad camps, you know. With my last fight, I had a real bad back injury that took me out for like 10, 12 weeks and I only had six weeks to prepare for my last fight, which I didn't really let anyone know about that. But um, yeah, I had two bulging discs. I had a broken fragment all sitting on my sciatic nerve. And that really, really slowed things down for me for about 10 to 12 weeks. And I was looking like I was going to need surgery and whatnot, but lucky enough, it, it all healed itself. Really? So two bulging discs required no surgery? No, two bulging discs. Uh, one was uh, a lot bigger, and they, they thought they were going to have to shave that one off. And like I said, I had a broken fragment of, uh, I don't know what, what that really means, but that was, that was both the, the big bulge and the fragment was actually sitting on the sciatic nerve. And it was looking like I was going <clears> to <throat> need to get that shaved off, but it just went back in. I got lucky and <laughs> it went back in by itself, which uh, caught, a, caught us by surprise, which was really good. And it gave me enough time to prepare for the fight. It was only six weeks, but doing nothing for 10 to 12 weeks. And then, you know, six, I know six weeks sounds like it's all right, but actually, you know, when you... And you're not doing nothing for 10, 12 weeks. So it really knocks you about. But, um, you know, maybe maybe these injuries that happen, you know, it was meant to be. Maybe that's why it happened. You know, I like to stay positive. So, yeah, maybe I was ready for it. Maybe I wouldn't have, you know, I might not have been fit enough. You never know. But now I'm strong and fit. And, you know, I'm ready to do, I'm ready to do my thing. Yeah, disguised as a gift. And, man, what, how lucky you are to not require surgery with an injury like that. Um, but listen, you, you talked yeah, about the yeah, you talked yeah. about the division there. Uh, give us give us your thoughts on uh, Jose Aldo and Max Holloway's rematch. 
Max's uh, finish of Jose and, you know, reclaiming that title to, to truly be his own. And uh, what do you think of the matchup coming up with uh, Frankie Edgar? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah Max is, yeah, he's, that's it. he's got a good chin, you know what I mean? His cardio is just uh, outstanding and just, just too much. So even though it was sort of close, you could just see him just playing you know, that pace and then Aldo just couldn't keep up. And I just, you know, I don't know, it just seems like Aldo might be, you know, coming down. I think everyone's starting to evolve a bit more. And, you know, Aldo's still a beast, but I don't know if he's changed as much as everyone else that, that's evolving. But Frankie Edgar is a total different matchup, so I'm, I can't wait for this fight. You know, I like to think I've got a similar style to Frankie Edgar. He uh, puts it together really good. Really good pressure. He's fit as well. So, you know, I think the Max needs to, to catch him, you know, to catch him to, to win, to be honest with you. I think Frankie can do it. You know what I mean? Uh, Styles makes fights, and I just think Frankie might be a, a bad matchup for Max. Especially where uh, Max, you know, you had the Conor McGregor Max fight, and, you know, Conor was taking Max down. I know that was a long time ago, but let's see, uh, let's see if he's uh, evolved from there and uh, worked real good on that uh, takedown defense, which we know he has, but. Thank you, another level. So let's just let's see how that goes. Absolutely, styles make fights. Very, very interesting matchup, and uh, you know one that the fans have been waiting for. <clears throat> but you know, you said you draw some similarities between yourself and, and Frankie Edgar. When you look at a guy like Frankie, a guy like Max, uh, you know, obviously you're you're a few fights away from this. But how do you think you match up with those guys? And do you think that you're ready for that kind of elite in the division at this point in time? Yeah. Ready for that? You know, I honestly think I could, I could fight them right now. But again, everything's meant to be. Let the process happen, and um, I'll get there. But you know, even with Frankie, uh, I think we got similar. Like I said, he puts it together really well. And he's fit, and he likes the pressure, which is what I think. But I just think I might even have like here. I think I've got a lot more power in my hands and things like that. So you know, when I'm right up there, you know, I feel like I'm going to be a big threat to the division. And again, I'm getting better and better and smarter and smarter. Every day, so you know what I mean. As I said, we'll see in time. We'll see what I can do, but I know I'm going to be up there. So, without looking past Jeremy at all, uh, you know, big win over him on February 11th. What do you think would be next? Is there anybody on your radar that's maybe in the top 15 that you think would make sense for you moving forward? Uh, any of them, honestly. Anyone that's ranked, obviously, I want to rank. Again, all these bad boys. We'll see what happens. We'll get this win, and then. I'll probably have a name uh, ready to, you know, I've, I've always said I don't really call on people, but I've got a feeling I'm putting on a performance and I don't reckon anyone's uh, going to be calling me out after this performance, so I might have to call someone out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. You know, again, I, you know, any of these uh, bad boys, you know, we probably don't have too many bad boys in the division, but, you know, I always, I have mentioned uh, Jeremy Stevens a couple of times, but, you know, that big win that he got, you know, he's probably looking you know, for the, the title soon sort of thing. He's probably ready to ask for that. I mean, I'd be more than happy to fight someone like him. But Andre Feely, another guy, whether he thinks he's a bad guy, I just, you know, some some people have a, an attitude that I don't really like another type of guy that I want to fight. Well, you're definitely the bad guy slayer. We'll look, at, look, look at me, look at me talking a bit of shit, man. It's not like me, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> So, re- realistically, man, how many times do you want to fight in 2018? Oh, that's uh, another thing I always say, and that's every interview is I want to stay very, you know, very active. I want to fight as many times as I can. So, I'll fight if I'm in good nick. 
I'll fight it, you know, a month or two after. And so what, what they give me, and like I said, I want to fight over there in America and put on a show for a few guys over there. So, you know what I mean? Once I get this fight, put me straight in. You know, and then I, uh, I'm always fired, you know, I'm training all year round. So even if it's a short notice fight, with enough anywhere from four weeks, mate, I'm more than happy, even less, I'll be ready to, ready to take them fights. So with, you know, barring any injury or anything like that, you're, you're thinking maybe three, four times this year? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, I'll give you another year. Probably, yeah, four, four would be perfect. So I'm fighting early this year, I reckon we could maybe fit in four. That'd be unreal. So with, uh, with a big win on the 11th, maybe fight four times, I mean, when, when when do you think when do you think you'll potentially be fighting for that title? Should we maybe consider early twenty nineteen? Does that sound realistic? Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not planning on lo- losing anytime soon. So you know, if that if that was the case, and I had four fights and the four extra wins, and I had seven seven wins in the UFC, um, you know, then that's definitely getting close to title contentions. You'd think so. I, I think I could definitely be getting. Uh, a title shot, uh, even end of uh, 2018, even to the early uh, 2019. Absolutely. Let's, yeah, let's have fingers crossed, things go to plan, no injuries, and cruise through these ranks. Absolutely, man. Well, like I, I've talked to you about this before, you're a very marketable guy, well-spoken, uh, cool guy, your, your, your uh, fighting style is fun to watch as well, so I see no reason why uh, with a few more big wins you'll be right in that title picture talk. Uh, going into you know maybe later this year or early next year as well. But I guess on that note, man, uh, give us your official prediction for the fight with Jeremy and uh, how do you envision it all playing out? I think I'm going to stop in the second long city. He's a grinder. I just believe I'm just going to end up breaking him. He's going to realize that he can't hold me down. I'll even wear him out. I believe in the second round. I'll end up finishing the fight. All right, very good. And uh, for all the for all the fans out there in Australia and all the fans worldwide, why do they need to make sure that they tune in to see your fight? Oh, it's going to be action packed, that's for sure. Like I told you, two grinders going at it. It's going to be a crazy scramble, and I'm, I'm promising a, a finish. So uh, tune in, Feb 11. We're bringing it. All right, man. Listen, we're we're certainly looking forward to it. Another great fight in a very stacked division, as you were talking about. Always a pleasure to speak with you, my man. In conclusion. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and feel free to get in any shout-outs that, that you'd like to uh, before we let you go. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show again. And, yeah, uh, Alexander, the great Donkinovsky on most of the social medias or um, at Alex Donkinovsky. And, uh, yeah, give, uh, give the pages a like and uh, share. Stay tuned. Big things to come. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hopefully we can catch up again after a big win. Best of luck uh, on February 11th, and uh, I'll be tuning in for sure. Looking forward to a great uh, performance from you, man. Uh, cheers, man. Thanks for having me. All right, you have a good night, bud. Or morning, rather. Yeah, you too, Jim. Yeah, morning, morning, morning. Yeah. You just got me. I just finished the chef session. I was up there at the gym uh, when, you, when you were there. I'm like, trying to walk down these stairs, trying to get away from everyone. I thought that was too noisy for me, but <laughs> I was uh, running around the... Uh, running around uh, the, the facilities uh, trying to talk to you. <laughs> well, it, hey, it great, man. And again, I appreciate the time. I know last time you were standing outside near a highway or something, so always well, that was that, Yeah, 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 that was too, mate. <laughs> mate, got to work, got to get that work done, mate. Got to do what you can, while you can. For sure, <laughs> for sure. All right, man, so best of luck in the fight, and again, hopefully we can catch up after a big win. All right, champion, thanks. All right, brother.
All right, there you have it, Alexander the Great, Volkanovsky. I don't know why I did a Russian accent there. My apologies. Looking forward to that fight. As he said, uh, you know, the Aussies always throw down. The card is stacked with Aussies. No reason not to tune in. Lord knows I will be. UFC 222, February 11th, going down in Perth, Australia. Uh, Assuming he can get by Kennedy. Big things on the horizon for him as well. You've seen his athleticism, his ability in the cage so far. If you haven't, make sure you check it out at UFC 222. Uh, very promising featherweight in the UFC right now, and and I have no doubt that the future is bright for him as well. That, that kind of seems to be the consensus for all of our guests this evening, contenders, prospects, up and coming. All of those words uh, would apply to each one of these guys. So let's keep it moving. Final guest of the evening, coming back on the show, Team Alpha Male trained, number four ranked featherweight in the UFC, Josh Emmett. We're going to talk about the fight with Jeremy Stevens, of course, what happened with Brian Ortega, how the future looks for him, what's next for for Josh uh, after uh, what he hopes would be a big finish over a very tough guy in Jeremy Stevens. We're going to get his pick for the title fight between uh, Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway, and a whole lot more, just like the other guys. BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. Coming up next, Josh Emmett. All right, Penn Nation joining the show yet again. We're going two out of three weeks here, I believe. Surging UFC featherweight. Just got a big fight announced. Of course, I'm talking about Josh Emmett. Thanks for joining us again so soon, my man. Uh, Short notice for for that matter as well. We greatly appreciate it. Last time we spoke, you were settling back into life at Team Alpha Male, uh, following a little bit of travel. How have your sessions been so far today, man? Uh, It's been great. You know, I actually just got done doing my... uh my uh miserable swim workout um that is, is so tough but uh yeah i just finished that and then i just rolled with my jiu-jitsu coach felipe brigio uh, but other than that yeah I'm, I'm back in camp full swing uh just ramping it up for for this upcoming fight i know it's going to be the you know the toughest fight of my career i think the biggest fight of my career as well and so i'm uh i'm just getting prepared awesome man very good so let's waste no time we'll jump right into it uh, when we when we had you on a couple of weeks ago, you told BJPenn.com Radio that Brian Ortega had declined the fight against you for UFC Orlando. Uh, just about a week later, or a week to the day for that matter, uh, it gets announced that you're going to be taking on Jeremy Stevens and the headliner for that same card. Uh, let's start with this, man. How quickly did this deal get done after you broke the news that Ortega declined? And uh, was like Jeremy offered this fight right after uh, his win over Duho Choi? Yeah, so the whole thing with that is... Um... I, I didn't think I was fighting. Obviously, there was no one for me to fight in the division. Um, so I thought I was going to fight in like April, May or so. And then, yeah, Tuesday I got a, a call from my manager, and they said, hey, what do you think about the Jeremy Stevens fight? And I said, yeah, I'll take that. I said, 
is that even in the works or what's going on with that? And I said, what card would this even be on? And they said, the same card. You know, they, they need a, a headliner fight. I think it's, uh, especially with Jeremy Stevens coming off such an impressive win against Choi the weekend before. Um, and he was he was game for it. So, you know, we uh, I said, yeah, let's do it, you know. And uh, I think it's a fight that a lot of fans want to see. Um, it, I think it's going to be a fight for the ages, you know. It's like... Me and him have similar styles. We both come from wrestling backgrounds, both, uh, you know, hard hitters, extremely explosive and powerful. And, and I think it's going to just be a slugfest. And and it's a five-round five fight, you know. So uh, hopefully it doesn't go the distance. That's a long time to fight someone. But, but if it does, I'll, I'll be more than prepared for that. Well, you know, you just touched on the stylistic matchup there a little bit. That's something I wanted to get to. But first of all, give us your thoughts on the quick turnaround for Jeremy. Do you think this is going to play a factor at all in the fight? Um, I don't know. He, you know, he's such a veteran of the sport. and uh, But it is it is quick. Like, even me, I'm coming back. My, it's a quick turnaround for me as well. This is going to be my third fight in just under four months or right at four months. It's going to be his third fight in five months. But since he just fought, I know it was – you know, he fought for like seven and a half, eight minutes. He still took some shots. He still got kicked in the leg. I know he, he has to be feeling just a little sore, but with him being a veteran, he knows how to fight. I think the biggest thing for him is he's just going to work on his conditioning and his weight and, and he'll be able to fight because obviously he, he just fight or just fought and uh, he, he was ready for a five round fight, but I, I don't know how that's gonna, you know, I, I think, like I said this before, I, I'm always in great shape, but fight shape is completely different. Right. I don't think anybody can, you know, stay in fight shape year round. It's too stressful on your body, just physically and mentally, and and, and your body starts to break down. So we we'll see if uh, if it's uh, you know if it's a, a factor in the fight, um, but I, I, I don't think so. To be honest, it, it was quick. He got in and out of there. Right. Uh, he got a big win. He made a lot of money, and now he's going to turn back around and and make some more cash. So, you know, props to him. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> well, it's one of those interesting things that that you hear a lot about in the fight game. Some guys like to get right back into a camp after coming out of one. If you know they didn't take much damage and had a quick win, like you were saying. Uh, but other guys, man, they they need that rest. They need that time off. So, uh, it was just an interesting point of view to think of. Uh, you know, whether this turnaround is going to be a hindrance for him. But like you said, veteran of the sport, uh, without a doubt. So either way, amazing, amazing matchup. But considering that, that you wanted the guy ranked above you in Ortega, was there any reluctance at all to take the number eight ranked guy in the division? Not really. You know, um, of course, I want to move forward. I, I wanted to fight that for the uh, the title eliminator. But uh, Jeremy Steven, I think this is going to be a tougher fight for me. He, he has over 40 pro fights 27 in the ufc been in the ufc for over 11 years so he he's truly a pioneer of the sport um yeah it's, it's my it's a risky fight for him it's a risky fight for me but he has everything to gain but as far as that i have that number four next to my name now rankings mean absolutely nothing um to me you know it's uh i believe i'm one of the best in the world i have to just go out there and continue to you know prove the masses that we talked about before just prove to them that I belong there, that I am one of the best. And, and I think with a great performance against Jeremy Stevens, and if I get a, a you know, maybe another uh, crazy finish or something like that, I can't predict what's going to happen in the fight. But as long as I become, you know, get my hand raised at the end of the fight, 
I don't think the UFC can deny me. I don't think any of the fans can deny me that I'll be next in line for that title shot. <laughs> right. You covered a bunch of stuff there. Uh, but, you know, you talking about, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the notoriety thing. I'm sure you'd agree with this, but I feel like a win over Stevens uh, might even do more for you in regards to notoriety, given that, that he's such a veteran like you talked about and a very uh, recognizable name to most MMA fans. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with him. Like, you know, Ortega, he obviously he's you know he's a great fighter. He's thirteen and zero. He's he's five zero in the UFC. A lot of finishes, but still, I don't. You know, he's fought some. He's obviously fought some good fighters and stuff. But his most notable win is over Cub Swanson. But other than that, you know, like he fought Clay Guida. Clay Guida is a, a legend. You know, Hawker Diaz. He was he was doing really well at one time, and it seems like you know I'm not sure what's going on. He kind of fell off a little bit. But uh, for me, I just beat the number three guy. And then if I can go in there and beat Jeremy Stevens uh, and maybe get a, a devastating finish, he's fought the who's who at, at 55s, 45s. You know, he, he, he fought Pettis, Cerrone. He, he knocked out RDA that was the former lightweight champion who's going to fight for the welterweight title here. Right. He fought Max <laughs> Holloway. He fought Frankie Edgar. And none of these guys could finish him. You know what I mean? So, and that's my whole thought process. I, I want to go out there and, and I will look for the the finish. I know it's going to be a, a just a tough as hell fight, you know. And, and it's going to be for me. I think we're going to see who can endure more pain, who has more will, who has more heart to win. And and I'm not stopping, you know. And, and I and he showed it time and time. We all know that he's not stopping. So someone's getting knocked out. <laughs> so it sounds like you you I mean given Ortega's skill obviously the the jiu-jitsu the, the jiu-jitsu skills of him really big standout uh in that regard but Jeremy Stevens is a tougher matchup right I, I don't know I, I believe so personally um but also I've, I've never fought Stevens I've never sparred with him same thing with Ortega so I I'm not sure but in my mind it's just also like I I just have a feeling what the critics would say what the fans would say say Ortega and I were to fight say I got the win uh people I could already hear it now people saying okay he's still kind of green he wasn't ready this and that but with Jeremy Stevens a win over him I cannot be denied because look at his, his the past fights he's had and the opponents he's fought and and he's been at the top of the game I think Jeremy Stevens should be in the top five you know so I think this fight right here is the title eliminator fight well, you know, you kind of answered my next question perfectly. We discussed the last time that that, that we spoke, you know, you kind of bursting onto the scene with the win over Lamas. Yeah, in, in regards to casual fans, that you know, you can't, took out a household name. Um, but it really does seem like regardless of, of Ortega fighting, uh, declining the fight, it seems like the stars are, are aligning for you to, to get this title fight in 2018, my man. Do you think you'll need another fight after this? Or would finishing Jeremy Stevens be enough for you to claim... Uh, next crack at the title yeah i believe so you know and with my thing and i've said this before too with my age i want to stay active i want to continue to just keep fighting and fighting because if i'm healthy that's always been my biggest issue i've had a lot of injuries had to deal with a lot of things overcome adversity and uh right now i'm healthy you can't you just you don't know what's going to happen you know in in, in practice in life like I, i could get in a car accident and not be able to fight anymore i could get really injured in practice so as long as i'm healthy i want to continue to fight keep moving forward you know make some money because uh, i feel like i'm in a, a good place now and i am uh, i'm about to ink a new six fight contract with the ufc and uh yeah no i'm just i'm just looking forward to it and, and, and i've been working so hard at this for so long 
and, and it feels like this is my time and, and everything, like you said, the stars are aligning. Uh, I really believe everything happens for a reason. Like, like, I don't know if we touched on this last time we talked, but I feel like, you know, I'm always hoping like, oh, this is a great opportunity, great opportunity. I get there and then it's like complete, just like disappointment. That doesn't <laughs> right. happen. Right. But then I, I go to something else and it was bigger and better things. So I'm like, if that would have happened, this would not have. So it's like, I, I kind of feel like even though I was so excited to get that fight just because it was like the winner of you guys gets to fight for the title. That's my ultimate goal to be a world champion. And that's fast track to the title. So I was so like excited. And then I talked to you and I literally just got the news 30 minutes before we talked. And I was just like, man, I was like just disappointed. That's like, all I know is just disappointment and letdown. And then, then the next week I get this opportunity. I'm thinking, man, maybe this is what was supposed to happen. You know, I go out, I beat a tougher opponent and veteran, and then I'm still next in line for the title. Right. Call it fate, call it destiny, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, man, I mean, <laughs> Ortega would be a great win. Rankings-wise, all of those things considered, but at the end of the day, Jeremy Stevens really is a household name with most MMA fans, and a win over him, especially a finish, that would do tremendous things for your career. Uh, but you talked a little bit about his skills, the, the the stylistic matchup. You know, he's coming off this the, this KO over KO TKO rather over Duho Choi. Uh, he carries a lot of knockout power in his hands. Durable guy. Give us your thoughts on your skills versus his skills. How you guys match up, and uh, you know what kind of game plan. You know, without giving anything away, what kind of game plan do you think you'll be implementing for this fight? Uh, really, as far as my game plan, I I really don't have a game plan any and any fight because I feel like if I can't execute it, then it would, it would just completely throw me off. So I just, I'm going out there to fight. It's a, it's the unknowing. You don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to find a way to win. And, uh, as far as it, stylistic, I feel like this to me is, uh, the most similar to me fighting myself. So it's like, and I, you know, it's, so I think I'm going to be fighting myself. And so, it's going to be tough as hell. Like, I know he's extremely durable. He's only been knocked out one time in his career. That was to Eves Edward back in the day. Way um, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I know he's durable. Uh, he he comes from a wrestling background like myself. He, I know he has a good jiu-jitsu coach, uh, and he has heavy hands and good striking. So I feel like, I don't know, I, I, but, I, but I also think he, even though he's fought the who's who, he has never fought anyone like me um, with the power as well. So that's why I keep saying we're going to find out who hits harder. You know, everyone says he hits the hardest. He thinks he does. I believe I hit the hardest. You ask anybody at Team Alpha Male who hits the hardest, and I guarantee the majority of them are going to say me. Um, so it's, man, stylistically, I, think, I don't think he'll be able to handle the movement I have a different, uh, just different style, just my movement. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think he can handle the power I possess. I think I land one clean shot again, and I can sit him down multiple times or finish him. So we're just going to we're gonna find out. That's why I always say I'm, I'm not in this to talk. You know, I'm not an actor. Like, I, I got in this to fight. I believe I'm one of the best fighters in the world, and there's only one way to find out who's better, and that's by fighting, and we're going to fight February 24th. Yeah, man, I got to say, matchup from a fan standpoint, like you said, both both your styles very similar in that you like to throw down and, and the wrestling defense is there. 
uh, not only offense as well, but you know you can keep the fight where you want it to be, and typically that's standing looking for a big finish. Uh, but considering his durability, you mentioned five rounds there. Are you changing anything up in your camp to to, to make sure that uh, you're able to go those five rounds hard if needed? Um, no, I'm just doing the same old stuff I've always been doing. You know, I was uh, when I was fighting regionally i was uh the champion for west coast fighting championship and uh i fought five rounds before i've been prepared for five round fights um even just you know at, at team alpha male we a lot of things like our sparring days were always people are always in camp even on the uh like i said the, the regional scene and stuff training for their title fights so we're always doing like i just sparred five uh, or six MMA rounds yesterday and that was with a tough warm-up a tough cool down and got another two practices in so I'll be more than prepared for five round fight if it goes the distance um but yeah I don't I don't really change anything up the only thing I change up in uh camps is just depending on my my opponent you know and that's just like height and um just similarities and at our gym we have more than enough people that can mimic his his style and uh so yeah it's, it's just <laughs> well you know you mentioned on myself right 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 well you mentioned it there the big if is the distance of course i don't think it's going to go there i think most fans would agree with that as well uh you know given uh you know everything that you're mentioning there um but i'm sure you i asked you this before who are you picking for holloway edgar and and you know considering that this fight might be that title eliminator that you've been looking for uh, and you do fight for the title next, who would you prefer to fight between those two guys? I don't know. As far as preference, I don't. I really don't care. You know, I've, I've fought people that are similar to uh, Holloway's style. I've fought people that are uh, similar to Edgar's style. So it really doesn't matter. I, I will be a world champion. Um, so the opponent is just another person standing in front of me. But as far as... Uh, outcome i don't know and i i just think i'll know in the first round if edgar can go out there uh get inside uses great boxing and take holloway down and if he he has that top pressure that's so you know just one of a kind and if he can use his ground and pound i could see him pulling off the win if holloway can keep him at bay and, and use his reach and you know hit him with those stiff jabs and those push kicks and stuff those takedowns and i see holloway uh, pulling off a win, but at, at least you know Holloway and Edgar will not gas. So I don't. I could see a. I could just see it go into a decision, and uh, depending on who can um, utilize, like if Edgar can utilize his wrestling, I see him winning, and vice versa. If Holloway uh, can stuff those and keep them at bay, I see him winning. That's a very educated uh, prediction, my man. But I'm hoping, you know, my birthday's March 4th, so with a big win over Stevens, I'm hoping to be sitting cage side March 3rd watching uh, who I'm going to fight next. Haha, <laughs> that would be perfect, absolutely perfect. And, you know, we talked about it before, you had said that uh, Sean Shelby wanted you to headline the Orlando card. It sounds like the company's behind you at this point. Yeah, I, I think they were. They wanted uh, to headline that with Ortega for the title eliminator, and it played right into... Uh, you know, the following week's fight. But, uh, yeah, it, it seems like that now, you know, like, and they're still giving me uh, this main event slot. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to fighting for all the fans in Orlando. And I've always wanted to go to Florida. So I'm stoked to see what, uh, you know, what what I can get myself into during fight week. You know, we're going to definitely afterwards, we're going out with a bunch of friends and family. So we're going to do Universal Studios and Disney World. And, and fight week will definitely uh, – hit up a ton of neat spots and at least it's warm over there it's no winnipeg so <laughs> right, right. Well. well i was just about to say it's definitely the time of year to go 
Uh, last time I went to Florida, I want to say I went in like April, and, and even then it was starting to get really hot and humid, so definitely the yeah, time but- of year to go, but uh, very cool stuff, man. All right, listen, I've wasted enough of your time. I, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, let's wrap this thing up. Tell us all how you visualize this fight with Jeremy Stevens playing out. How does the eventual finish come? And give us a prediction if you'd like. So as far as that, it's, it's hard for me to predict how the fight's going to go. It's just the unknowing, but I will get my hand raised. I will be, be victorious. I'll be 14-1 and one fighting for the title next. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to go in there. And we're going to see who has more will, who has more heart. And uh, we're going to be fighting for uh, the title of who hits the hardest in the featherweight division. <laughs> All right, man. Certainly looking forward to it. As we talked about before, I, I hope that you got that big opportunity. It definitely came. Very happy for you. For all the fans out there who haven't joined the team just yet, as they say, tell everybody what they can uh, expect on February 24th and why they all need to make sure to tune in. Yeah, so you guys uh, just expect fireworks in uh, in February, and uh, it's going to be uh, you know fight of the night for sure, fight of the year candidate. You never know, fight of the century. So, uh Tune in. Uh, UFC on Fox 28 will be in the main event. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Myself as well, my friend. Greatly appreciate it again. Uh, any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Uh, just same old stuff. Thanks to all my friends, family, sponsors, supporters, wife. And, uh, yeah, we're almost there. All right, man. Again, greatly appreciate it. It was short notice. Uh, you know, everybody's time is valuable, so so we thank you very much for that. Definitely looking forward to the fight. Huge opportunity for you. Looking forward to what uh, 2018 has in store. Uh, That title fight is definitely looming at this point, man. So best of luck on the 24th. Maybe we can catch up before the fight draws near. And uh, looking forward to it. Have a great evening, my man. All right. Thank you, too. Yeah, let me know anytime. All right, brother. All right. Later. There you have it, folks. Another solid episode. BJPenn.com, Radio the Fighter's Voice. Greatly appreciate all of your time, just as much as I appreciate the time of our interviewees, if you will. Big thank you to Josh, Merbeck, and Alex uh, for joining us this evening. Big thank you to you guys for tuning in, as I said. And even more thanks for being supporters of BJPenn.com. Like I said, bookmark us, set up alerts, set up notifications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+. Stay up to date on the sport that you love. Everything that you crave from mixed martial arts, BJPenn.com. We have got you covered. On behalf of the whole team, the whole squad, all the great guys at Team Penn, big shout out. It might not be Wednesday, Probably be Thursday. Who the hell knows? But make sure that you tune in next week for another great episode of BJPenn.com Radio. This is the fighter's voice and the voice of you guys, the fans. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. We're going to sign off for yet another week. We'll be back. Much love, Penn Nation. Big mahalo. Peace out.